0: yo what is going on everyone my name is nick or the notorious fantasy and in today's video we're going in depth into my week number four running back rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season, but before we can get on into my week 4 running back rankings, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel, and you do end up enjoying today's video, then you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below, and while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video, it would help me out a ton, if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at fntsy. and if you want access to my updated weekly rankings or an answer to any question you may have check out my Patreon linked in the video description or the pinned comment for $7.50 a month, so without further ado, let's get into my week number four, running back rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with the S-tier running backs at number one with Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Arizona Cardinals this week at home in San Francisco. Every single running back ranked inside the S-tier are must-starts for me for week number four. So Christian McCaffrey has yet to finish as the RB1 in any week of the season, but he is currently the RB2 on the season in PPR. And if there was ever a matchup for him to sit upon the Iron Throne as the running back one, it would be this week up against a not-so-hot Arizona Cardinals defense I expect Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown in this game he has scored in every single game of this season so far I think he finds pay dirt yet again in week number four this is a great matchup again up against the Arizona Cardinals defense that are right for the pounding of the rock they are going to get a train ran on him by Christian McCaffrey and I think McCaffrey has his biggest game yet this week. At number two, we got Bijan Robinson of the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Bijan Robinson did have a bit of a down game last week up against the Lions finishing as the RB22, but he is still the running back seven on the season. And we know this is going to be a get right game for the Falcons rushing attack. Bijan Robinson going to have a much better performance this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense up against the run is definitely suspect. So I expect Bijan to be a big player in this game. And, finish inside the top five at running back position. At number three, we have Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys going up against the New England Patriots at home in Jerry's World this week. Now, this is going to be the toughest matchup, in my opinion, on the year for Tony Pollard thus far, right? He got the Giants in week one, cupcake matchup. They soak the Giants 40 to zero. Then they play the Jets. The Jets have a pretty tough run defense, but ultimately the Cowboys easily win that game. Then they play the Cardinals last week. Easy matchup on paper, but the Cowboys lose up against the Patriots run defense. I do worry slightly about Tony Pollard, but ultimately, this is the guy getting some of the highest amount of carries week in and week out. He gets some receiving upside as well. Plus, when they get in the red zone, despite the fact that Tony Pollard isn't the biggest man on earth, he's not built like Derek fucking Henry, they still just continue to run the ball down the gut with Tony Pollard. So I think Tony Pollard has a lot of upside this week, even in a tougher matchup against the Patriots. At number four, we have Sir Kenneth Walker III of the Seattle Seahawks going up against the New York football giants in MetLife on Monday night football, running back three last week in PPR. I know he started the season off slow, as did the whole Seattle Seahawks team in week one. But after that, it has been all gas, no breaks for Kenneth Walker. Zach Charbonnet is at times being a bit of a pest, right? Coming in, doing some shit that you wouldn't like if you have Kenneth Walker, But ultimately, this man has scored two touchdowns in both of his last two games. He could easily do that up against the Giants defense this week. And I think he is a stone cold lock to be a top five running back on the week. At number five, we got Travis at the end of the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Atlanta Falcons in a quote unquote home game in London. Now, despite the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars as a whole have been a dumpster fire over the last two and a half games, I say two and a half games because week one, that first half, They were on fire. After that, it has been an unmitigated disaster. But still, Travis Etienne running back 10 on the season. Still, even though they get spit roasted by the Houston Texans, Travis Etienne is the RB9 on the week. Now, it is apparent that on the goal line, this team does want to use Tank Bigsby instead of Travis Etienne, which is going to be frustrating for sure and does limit some of Etienne's upside to be like the RB number one at the end of the week, but I think he's a pretty safe bet to finish in this range of the top six running backs up against an Atlanta Falcons defense I think's pretty good against the pass but up against the run they're definitely a little bit suspect final running back inside the S tier is Austin Eckler of the LA Chargers going up against the Las Vegas Raiders this week at home in LA now the most recent report on Austin Eckler is that he was officially limited in practice on Wednesday with that ankle injury This is probably going to be something that we are going to have to monitor as the week goes on. I wouldn't say it's a lock that Eckler plays or it's a lock that he misses. If he plays, this is a wet dream matchup for him. Even if he's a little bit hobbled, even if he's running on a fucking peg leg like he's Patchy the goddamn pirate, I still expect Eckler, when he's playing, to finish inside of the top 10 at the running back position. And if I'm being honest with you, running back six Might be a little bit low for Eckler in this matchup. I do just worry that if he is a little bit hobbled, maybe they do decrease his workload slightly. The only game he played was up against the Dolphins, and he was the running back two on the week. Moving now to the A tier. Speaking of the Raiders, we got Josh Jacobs going up against the LA Chargers in LA. So week one, running back 32. Week two, running back 25. Week three against the Steelers, running back 20. So... While based upon where you drafted Josh Jacobs, you may be disappointed right now. That trend tells us that he's going to keep rising up the rankings as the weeks go along. Maybe the fact that he wasn't at training camp for a majority of the time waiting to put his John Hancock on that franchise tag. Maybe that's what is slowing down Josh Jacobs. Who knows if Jimmy Guap, Jimmy G-Spot, Jimmy Pornstar plays. Ultimately, this Chargers defense is so dog shit, so fraudulent that this should be Josh Jacobs' best game yet. I'm hoping that he cements himself inside the top 10 this week. He has a really big game so that I don't have to move him down the rankings next week because, again, I am still very confident. I have an insane level of confidence in Josh Jacobs. I still do believe he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. At number eight, we have my boy Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Now, Brian Robinson only got seven carries last week, or was it 10 carries, something like that? He was averaging like seven fucking yards per carry against this Buffalo Bills defense. They might be a strong pass defense. They might be able to limit Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, but they are not going to be able to stop The force that is Raheem Mostert, and this motherfucker is a force to be reckoned with. Currently, the running back number one on the season. Again, the Bills defense is two-ply tissue up against the run, and I think Raheem Mostert is going to run train here, just like he did up against the Denver Broncos, and just like he did up against the Patriots two weeks ago. This man has a grand total of seven touchdowns in three games. I don't think he cools down here up against the Bills, even though the weather is going to be 73 degrees and sunny. We're going to talk about Devin Achain, I believe is how you say it now. It's not A-Chain, it's not Devin 2-Chains. I'm still going to call him that, but I believe it's Devin Achan. From what I have read, again, I am a bit bad at pronouncing names. He comes a lot later in the video. Now, some people might be like, Nick, you got to rank a chain higher. But for me... I think the Dolphins really still believe that Mostert is the guy. We'll still see a chain, obviously, or a Chan in the game but I still think Mostert is the guy for right now. At number nine, we got the other running back in this game. James, let him cook of the Buffalo Bills going up against the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. James Cook has looked really solid this season. Currently the RB12 in PPR. His only issue has been that his kryptonite is scoring touchdowns, right? He's allergic to scoring touchdowns like Julio Jones. Once they get in the red zone, typically it's being handed off to, for some reason, Latavius Murray or Damian Harris or Josh Allen himself will take it in, so... So if James Cook wants to score and wants to have that momentous game that I know he has in his back pocket, he is going to need to rush one in from like 30 yards out. At the end of the day, though, this Dolphins defense is not the best against the run. We've seen the Dolphins get bashed over the head by the run game. We saw it week one with Austin Eckler. And I think James Cook has a pretty solid game yet again, around hundred yards. And hopefully he is able to score a touchdown because then you are going to be very happy with James Cook. Now I don't actually hope he scores a touchdown because I like the Dolphins. Even though James Cook is on my fantasy team, I want to be ruined against him, but for the sake of, you know, everyone else who doesn't like the Dolphins I think James Cook should do quite well at number 10 to close out the A tier DeAndre Swift of the left hands up. Who are we are going up against the left hands up. Who are we? The commanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Deandre Swift is currently the second most talked about Swift in the football realm because everyone's given the gawk gawk 9,000 to the metaphorical cock that Taylor Swift doesn't have. Everyone's talking about her, this, that, and the other thing, but it's Deandre Swift's time to shine. Now, If the NFL could just ban the tush push, DeAndre Swift would probably have seven touchdowns on the season already in just two games. But once they get on the goal line, you know that thing is going to Jalen Hurts. Ultimately, though... DeAndre Swift's been really good, running back 13 on the season. He barely even touched the rock in week one, averaging 6.8 yards per attempt. This Eagles offensive line is insane in the membrane. I think DeAndre Swift is going to get it done yet again in week number four. Hopefully he can score though this weekend. Hopefully Jalen Hurts doesn't rush it in because that does get incredibly frustrating if you own DeAndre Swift in fantasy. Moving next to the B tier at running back number 11, Kyron Williams. Now I know Nick, oh my God, Kyron Williams finally had a down game last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. He was the RB 27 in PPR. Should I panic? Should I trade him for a half-eaten bag of potato chips or a used condom? No. Don't panic yet on Kyron Williams. Now does it suck? that he might have been the dagger into your heart? Now, I bet on him to score a touchdown last week. He didn't find pay dirt, and I was a little pissed. But at the end of the day, I don't think Kyron Williams is fugazi for his first two game performances. Sure, they got caught up against the Cincinnati Bengals, but ultimately up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. I think this is a big bounce back spot for the Rams offense, as well as Kyron Williams. At number 12, we have Derrick Henry. Now, I am starting to worry about Derrick Henry because of the fact that this Tennessee Titans offense is as unpredictable as it gets if the Titans against the Bengals come out, they play some sound defense, they're able to milk the clock, right? They're able to give Derrick Henry, Tracto Cito, Tractor Cito, a bunch of carries, then you're going to be very happy. But there's a chance that the Cincinnati Bengals are laying a pipe for that ass like they're a plumber, and Derrick Henry ends up getting cucked out of a large majority of work in the second half, and we see a lot of Tajay Spears. Now, again, do I think Derrick Henry is fully over the hump that he can't produce at the NFL level anymore. No, I still think he can, but he is at the mercy of the Titans offense. If the Titans are able to figure it out this week, they play well against the Bengals, then Derrick Henry's probably easily finishing as a top 14 running back. But I worry that he might plummet down the wall like Humpty Dumpty if the Titans offense doesn't figure it out. At number 13, we have Zach Moss of the Indianapolis Colts again. We talked about how the S-tier must start, the A-tier guys are, and so are the B-tier guys. I almost want to rank Zach Moss ahead of Derrick Henry, but it feels like maybe we get a little bit of a trickle-down game for Zach Moss, running back 10 in Week 2, running back 5 in Week 3. Maybe he just finishes as the RB13 this week, has a little bit worse of a game. Currently, the running back 14 on the season, which is uber impressive considering the fact that he didn't play in Week 1. We got to watch Deion Jackson fumble the ball a gazillion times. We saw that the Rams' defense did definitely struggle a little bit with Joe Mixon on Monday night football last week, and I talk about this a lot in the videos. There is a philosophy that I talk about every single year. It is called the NBA Jam philosophy. If a player is on fire like Zach Moss, running back 10 and 5 in back-to-back weeks, you are going to play him. Now, again, I was... My jaw hit the fucking dirt when I saw against Houston Zach Moss look that good. I was shocked because I don't think Zach Moss is very good, but it's clear this situation is letting him fly like a bird and Anthony Richardson. Probably going to be back in this game, which should help Zach Moss out even further. At running back 14, we have A.A. A. Ron Jones of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Detroit Lions tonight on Thursday Night Football in Green Bay. Now, currently, A.A. A. Ron Jones is questionable to play In week number four against the Lions, he missed the last two games after suffering a hamstring injury in week number one. The reports came out a little bit ago on the night before Christmas, right? It's Wednesday night as I'm recording this. Thursday as you're watching it, that Christian Watson should be good to go, barring any setbacks. We haven't heard anything about Aaron Jones. My best guess is that he does end up playing in this game. It really seemed like he was going to play last week, and then at the last minute, they're like, ah... Ah, let's sit him down. I guess the right decision, because they still beat the Saints. This guy was the running back one in week one. He looked like he had a great connection 5G LTE with Jordan Love. Love me tender. Love me sweet. The O-line looks good. Jordan Love himself looks good. And A.J. Dillon looks like a bag of shit. So that means we're to see a whole lot of work out of A.A. Ron Jones this season moving next to the C tier if you have enjoyed this far hit that like button hit that subscribe button down below and AJ Dillon is in these rankings if Aaron Jones doesn't play tonight guess what I'm not playing AJ Dillon he just is not good at running back 15 we have Joseph Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee now in terms of a matchup for a running back this might actually be one of the worst matchups to have going up against the Titans run defense. Now, we talked about this last week. The Titans defense against the pass is terrible, right? It's like cutting through butter with a hot knife. It's easy. But the rushing attack is very tough to get going against the Titans. But we saw Jerome Fode crawl into the end zone last week. So I think Mixon could do the same thing. I don't expect a prolific game. I don't expect a top 12 performance, but I think he'll finish anywhere in the range of like running backs 15 through 20, and that's good enough to fit inside of the C tier. I think that Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, is going to have his best game yet. This is the easiest matchup. Obviously, that injury is clearly still hampering him, but maybe a week later, he'll be better. Six days later, because they played on Monday Night Football, he'll be a little bit better. Maybe he'll be rolling off a set and he won't feel it and he'll be just fine. But Joe Mixon, again, I will never claim at this point in Joe Mixon's career that he is like some type of elite running back, but he does command enough rushes, enough targets. He had five targets week one, five targets week two, to where you're starting him just because the offense he's in and the amount of volume he could get. Not necessarily that he is completely washed, right? He's averaging four yards per attempt, nothing special, nothing terrible, He's averaging more yards per attempt than Derrick Henry, but I hope Joe Mixon and this whole Bengals offense can get back on the saddle Arthur Morgan style because, we're being honest with you, over the first couple weeks of the season, this Bengals offense looked really bad. At number 16, we have Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in New Orleans. Alvin Kamara free at last. Going up against the 23rd ranked Rush DVOA, defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kamara was back at practice on Wednesday, and without Jamal Williams, with just Kendra Miller and fucking Tony Jones Jr. back there, I think Alvin Kamara is going to get a huge load pause in that game, they are going to give him a whole lot of work, but before we talk more about Kamara and the rest of these running backs, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Manscaped. Fresh ball fall is upon us and you need to be in the festive spirit light a candle get some pumpkin spice and make sure your balls are looking nice with the sponsor of today's show manscape nature may clear the leaves of their trees but you'll need manscapes help to get you ready for that sweater weather get your pants puppies Prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using code Notorious for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped has some of the greatest tools for grooming as a guy as someone that has used some other products and things haven't went too well i will assure you that manscaped is on the top of the line again bring in fall right and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code notorious at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code notorious as the leaves fall make sure you have it all with manscaped back on into things Alvin Kamara against the Bucs. Again, I think he's going to see a lot of work. Question is, and why I don't have him necessarily ranked a lot higher, is because last year he didn't look that great to me, and Jameis is under center. It's not like Jameis is this prolific check down quarterback. Also, Taysom Hill is going to get used. I make this joke a lot, but it's like Taysom Hill is some type of blackmail on the Saints organization, because why in the fuck is Taysom Hill out there in the red zone? Like, I get when they're like, oh, let's have him run a, run it into the end zone or let's maybe try to fake him out with the pass. Why the fuck is he running routes? Like, he's out there like fucking Rob Gronkowski. Get the fuck out of here. Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. Again, this range definitely feels like a bit of a step down, but these are also guys that are, you're probably gonna have to play. At number 17, Ramondre Stevenson. Now, this one hurts like a bag of sticks. This one hurts a lot if that's... I think that's the joke. It's like, oh, mother trucker, man. That hurt like a bag of sticks. If you, Does anyone know what I'm talking about? that the joke? I don't know. There was like a vine from years ago, right? This one hurts like a bitch in reality. Stevenson hasn't been that hot this season. Running back 13 week one, 17 week two, 33 week three. This team, Bill O'Brien. Someone needs to give this motherfucker a swirly. Someone needs to take him by his underwear and lift him up the goddamn flagpole because I am tired of Ezekiel Elliott. And you know that we're probably going to see more Zeke because it's a revenge game against the Cowboys. We got to get Zeke that touchdown. I'm fucking tired of it, man. This O line's good. Give it to Stevenson. Stevenson was the only inkling of greatness in that offense last year. It's terrible. That they are fucking this guy over like this. The Cowboys matchup's tough. I'm a little bit worried about Stevenson. I'm still starting him, but I'm starting to panic. At number 18, we got Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs of the Detroit Lions going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Most amount of touches ever for Gibbs came in week number three. But he didn't do the most with it. 17 rushes, 80 yards, two targets, one reception, two receiving yards. 9 fantasy points, 25, running back finish. Maybe the Lions should have drafted Devin chain instead. That's a joke, obviously. I get why they took Gibbs so high. They booted Swift. Billy, but I will note that there's a lot of talk that maybe Montgomery is going to be back. And if Montgomery comes back, he can't have him ranked much higher than running back 18. No Monty stealing the goal line touches. I think at some point this season, Jameer Gibbs is going to fucking transform Optimus Prime style into a league winning running back. But right now, it feels like they're really just trying to ease him in just the tip. But running back 19, Jerome Ford, currently got a Q tag next to him, limited in practice with a shoulder injury on Wednesday. Nothing to fully panic about. It's likely a minor injury that they were just being cautious with early on in the week. So again, no need to mayday, mayday, wee-woo, wee-woo, start panicking. Another guy that I'm using my NBA Jam philosophy. He's been on fire, so you play him. I have him ranked a couple spots higher than expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros who got him as the RB22, running back seven last week, six the week prior, currently the RB11 on the season, despite really not playing a lot in week two until Chubb went down, sadly. Rest in peace. For fantasy, my boy, nine-inch Nicholas Chubb played all of week three against the Titans' defense. Found Pay dirt twice, two tugs in that game. I bet Deshaun Watson was jealous of seeing two tugs in one game. Oh, starts fucking scratching his face, fiending like a crack fiend for that. But Jerome Ford looks good. Gotta give him credit. Now they they have Kareem Hunt. They're gonna use him, maybe even more than they did last week. But this isn't Kareem Hunt from a couple of years ago. This is a watered down version of him. And it is very evident to me that Ford is still the lead back on the team. And I'm going to continue to treat him like that. And this one does have some high scoring potential from the Browns offense against a pretty middle-of-the-road Ravens defense. To close out the C-tier, running back number 20, Miles Sanders of the Carolina Panthers, going up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings defense is not the best against the run. Now, Miles Sanders has been limited with a groin injury for what feels like the last fucking decade, right? I believe it was all of this season and in training camp, logged limited practice on Wednesday. I'm just going to assume that he plays, like, at this point. That just seems like what's going to happen. The Vikings' defense is so bad that I think Miles Sanders has his best game yet. He was the RB11 last week, so probably... Slightly worse than that, based on where I have him ranked, but I think he has the upside to have that big game. The only thing that really scares me is while watching Miles Sanders play, while he's been getting a lot of targets, he just hasn't really been that efficient with it, right? 3.4 yards per attempt. And there's also potentially an argument to be made that Bryce Young potentially coming back to be the starting quarterback this week, which is kind of what the rumor bill has been saying. That might lead to less targets, right? His most amount of targets were with Andy Dalton. And this offense might be worse with Bryce Young. Now, again, I'm not trying to shit on Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is talented. I think he's going to be a great quarterback for the future for the Panthers. But right now, I guess if you wanted to win and you were the Panthers, you'd probably throw the red rifle Andy Dalton into the game. So next up, we move now to the D tier. Now, these guys are definitely a step down from the guys above for obvious reasons, right? That's why we have these guys ranked in tiers. We begin with David Montgomery of the Detroit Lions going up against the Green Bay Packers. Now, currently questionable with that thigh injury. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought he wasn't going to play this week. Thought It is more likely that we see him return next week against the Panthers, right? This is a shorter week. But there are a lot of rumors, little birdie talking, chirp chirp, 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 telling me that Montgomery might end up suiting up. So if Montgomery plays, you got to rank him this high because he's finished as a top 24 running back in both games that he started. He was getting over 16 carries a game, might get a target or two. Packers defense, definitely good against the pass, but not as great against the run. So I like Montgomery a ton if he is able to start. And as someone who drafted a lot of Dave Montgomery, I hope he plays this week because on my teams, the running back situation is a fucking hellhole. At running back 22, we got James Conner. Now, I don't remember who it was in the comments section, but someone mentioned that I should probably stop saying that James Conner feels a little gross to start every week, but I still think he does. Even though he's been a top 20 running back every game, even though he's the running back nine on the season, and even though last week he blew the back out of the Dallas Cowboys' fraudulent potential defense, still a little scary because you know you know that the Arizona Cardinals aren't that great, like especially against the 49ers defense that's really tough against the run. But the problem is, is even in games where you're like, oh, the Cowboys defense, they're gonna be tough against Connor, he blows their back out. So I still have to rank them highly, but I'm definitely not in love with the matchup. But he does have better matchups going forward, like the Bengals, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Ravens, right? Better matchups against the run. The 49ers might be... Top three hardest against the run. So I just hope Connor gets enough dump offs to subdue what Nick Bosa and friends are going to do to James Connor. Next up, we got running back 23, Alexander Mathisan. Best game yet in week number three when facing adversity, when his back was against the wall, when they were saying, Alexander Madison, you don't have what it takes. Al, you fucking ricearoni Jabroni. You don't have what it takes to be the starting running back. You don't have what it takes to be a fantasy running back. Nick, you're a fucking idiot for telling everyone to draft Alexander Madison. Well, guess what? Back against the wall, they bring in Cam Akers, and Alexander Madison mows the fucking defense down like his name was Tony Montana. Do I think he could do it against the Panthers? Yes, but I will acknowledge that we're probably going to see some more Cam Akers in that game. And Alexander Madison needs to stop. Fumbling the fucking ball. Now I know it was overturned. Nicky didn't actually fumble last week. Well, it still scares me because he let go of the fucking ball and the other team scooped it up. Scooped it up. I'm pretty worried. Madison, hold on to the fucking ball, pal. Otherwise, just like the ball, you're going to lose your job. Running back 24 to close out the D tier, Javante. Now, Javante has yet to crack the top 24 at running back. Currently, the running back 31 on the season. This feels like the game where the holy grail matchup for Javante Williams aligns, right? This is a matchup against a defense that couldn't stop one of us if we suited up. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Want to be a fucking center fielder. I want to be the running back for the Broncos. Because even though the Broncos just got annihilated, just got torched, they got take me to your leader by the Dolphins and to a tongue of Iloa, fucking bukkake that defense. Russ has been looking decent, though. Javante doesn't appear to be really hampered by that injury. I'd like to see him get like 18 carries a game. He's been only getting around 12, but he's been getting more targets than we were kind of used to for Javante Williams, so that's a plus. It's all about the matchup here. The matchup is just too strong against the Bears. The Bears to rank him lower. Moving now to the E tier, Devin Achan. Devin a Running back one last week. Now, as a Dolphins fan, I'd like to believe that him and Raheem Mostert are going to Eiffel Tower every single defense. I hope that Devin A. Chain finishes as the running back two this week, Mostert's the running back one, and the Dolphins lay a smackdown brother to the Buffalo Bills. But I know that we're going to see less A. Chain in this game. Defensive matchup's good, but I do worry that, like, oh my god, we're so high on him, that maybe he doesn't finish that high. But again... Even as the running back 25, I will say that it would be very hard, even if there's guys I have ranked ahead of A-Chain, right? We'll go back, like, A-Chain versus Javante or Montgomery, Connor. While I have those other guys ranked higher, it would be tough for me mentally to sit A-Chain, who is on fucking fire for those guys. Again, Most of the time I go with the rankings, but there is a gut feeling for me that a chain could have a huge performance. Yet again, at number 26, Brian Robinson Jr. He got shot, but he's still breathing, running back 34 last week, running back eight in the season. Most down bad game was last week. So it was 10 rushes for 70 yards, seven yards, a carry, beautiful. They just couldn't run because they were getting sauced up. They got torched by the bills. And Sam Howell, was bad, looking like Helen Keller in the pocket. But there is time to bounce back, right? Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounce back like Big Sean. But while he's going to bounce back, I don't think it's that Yahoo! Super big fucking leap like Mario, right? This is going to be, you know, from running back 34 to 26, tough Eagles defense. I know on paper the matchup looks a little bit better because the Eagles defense was kind of bad week one and two, but they really bounce back week three. I don't want to be caught with my pants on the ground, taking a piss, pants between the ankles here at a urinal. I ain't playing, or I'm playing Brian Robinson, but I'm not ranking him high enough. Maybe I'm having too low, but I just feel like this Eagles defense is really going to be an issue for Brian Robinson. Number 27, Pacheco, RB12 last week, but that's just the Chicago Bears special, baby. Why we have Javante ranked so high because that bear, that fucking Bears defense is so bad. Pacheco, C-H, and Isaiah McKenzie looked like, or not Isaiah McKenzie. I don't even know if he's on the Bills anymore, but not who the fuck I was talking about. I was talking about Isaiah. I'm talking about Jarek. What is wrong with me? Jarek McKinnon. We got Isaiah Pacheco. Jarek McKinnon now. Again, Nick, why don't you, e- today, Junior, why don't you edit out these mistakes? I think they're funny. Okay, I edit out when I have to take a drink of water, I edit out if I accidentally start coughing or something for some reason, like I got fucking whooping cough, but I don't edit out the mistakes because, end of the day, I'm a human, right? I could edit them out, I just think they're funny, and I think some people might enjoy me stumbling, bumbling, all over my words. Like, what Islam Makachev is gonna do when Charles Dubronx Olivera hits him with a fucking spinning crane kick to the domicile and KOs him and becomes a UFC champion yet again. Shout out to my boy, Charles Dubronx Oliveira, one of my favorite UFC fighters fighting next month against Islam. I know most people don't watch the UFC, but there are some people, like if you guys check out the live stream, we'll be live tonight, Thursday Night Football. Uh, We're live Sunday for the games. Talk about UFC for a little bit. Seems like there's at least like maybe 20% of my audience that likes the UFC. So hopefully you got that reference. If not, you're probably spamming your keyboard. Skip, 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 20 seconds. Now you're here with me back again, talking about Pacheco. But yeah, everyone gets to run train on the Bears. They're fucking tagging in like a WWE Raw match. So yeah, the Jets defense is not like some light work cupcake shit. Uh, Pacheco has looked good this season. He's pretty reliable to be a top 30 back. But I think he falls back down to earth after being the RB12 last week. Running back 28, we got Rashad with two A's white. Now, this is a guy that I think has some talent. The offensive line is a little bit suspect in Tampa and in better matchups. I'm going to have him ranked higher, right? Like when he played the Bears, he was the RB8, which again, is just very telling that the Chicago Bears defense sucks donkey cock. But, 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 and this is a big, but like Violet Byers, I will tell you that there are better days ahead for Rashad White. This matchup against the Saints scares the ever living shit out of me. I ain't playing Rashad White. Next up, running back, 29 Pacheco. Hallelujah, the football gods graced me after weeks, two weeks, of, P- of Pierce just fucking spanking my ass with a fucking belt like I accidentally cursed as a child. That's a joke. My parents did not beat me. Joke, okay? They actually didn't. Um, my dad did put soap in my mouth one time, though, because it's something I said. Fuck you, dad. My dad watches these videos he'll think that was funny. And again, I don't think that's like something bad to do to a child. It is what it is. I actually don't think he found soap. So it was like Tabasco or something. But again, I ended up just fine, right? The boy has almost 30,000 fucking YouTube subscribers. Clearly that molded me into an excellent man. (laughs) So Damian Pierce running back 14 last week. Hallelujah. We get three targets a game. Looks good. Texans look good. The only thing kind of subduing Pierce and in a big way, it's the O-line. The O-line is so soft, so, so soft, but hopefully the guys get more healthy, they get some guys back, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, step inside the room, we see Pierce be better. The matchup, though, is concerning enough to have him ranked this low. Moving now to the F tier, and then we got one guy in the A, B, C, D, E, F, the G tier, like G6 by himself, running back 30, Brees Hall, Robert Salah to from 300-looking bastard. Nick, you make that joke every week. I know, because it's so funny. He does look like that. Finally gave him some work against the Patriots. Feed Brees Hall against the Chiefs. Run every single fucking play. Don't let Zach Wilson have the ball. Hopefully, they find a new quarterback. Hopefully, they get someone, because then we can fully see Brees Hall dominate. But right now, with Zach Wilson, the MILF hunter, Reese Hall is fucked. At number 31, Gus Edwards of the Ravens going up against the Browns in Cleveland. It is believed that Gus Bus is going to play, practiced in fall with that concussion yesterday on Wednesday. Browns defense, great against the pass, pretty decent against the run, but I think Gus Edwards can get it done. You probably need him to score. They might run a four-headed dragon at the running back position with Gus, Justice Hill. They also got Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake. Uh, so, kind of concerning you know, the Ravens like to run. Number 32, Najee Harris going up against the Texans. Pretty solid matchup for him. Problem is, Najee just sucks, right? During the fantasy draft season, I'll be honest, I wasn't hard enough on Najee Harris. I was kind of more... I wasn't on Najee Harris. I never told anyone to be like, holy shit, you need to draft Najee Harris. But I was a little bit more apologetic for last season. I think I should not have been. Now, the offensive line has not gotten any better. The offensive line is basically just as dog shit as it was last season. My assumption that they would get better was, "Eh, buzzer, wrong. Wrong. Very wrong, right? If they feed Najee, he'll be good. But they gave him 19 carries last week, he got 65 yards, so I don't know. Four yards per carry for Najee. Hope there's brighter days ahead. But I also just wish they would give the ball to Jalen Warren more, because he is just way more productive. And number 33, Matt Burita. Matt Burita, the guy... Uh, aren't those what the like the water filters of Britta Matt Britta of the Giants going up against the Seattle Seahawks Saquon is definitely not playing like I know there's gonna be oh my god Saquon's gonna play no he's not Don't believe that running back 21 last week because he scored against the Niners You're gonna need a touchdown here against the Seahawks with Seahawks Seahawks which is definitely possible But again, you're really scrunching the bottom of the barrel if you're starting Britta number 34 Jalen Warren again He's outscored Najee Harris in every single game. Please just Matt, Matt Olkani, feed Warren, but he won't. Uh, Number 35, close out the F tier, Tyler Algier, running back for week one, then running back 49, 48. This team runs on running the rock. They're going to want to run a lot against the Jags. If Algier falls ass backwards into the end zone, you'll be happy. If not, you're probably going to be mad that you started him. Final running back here in the G tier, Kenneth Gainwell, running back 43 last week, 14 carries, 43 yards, two targets, one reception, five yards. Now, my hope is that DeAndre Swift gets the ball seven gazillion times. Was the case in the second half. In the first half, it was kind of like him and Gainwell were splitting, and then the second half, they unleashed the fucking mammoth. They unleashed the beast. So let's see how this goes against the commanders. Let's see if Nick Sirianni can fucking push his pride and his love for Kenny Gainwell aside NEG, the sax man and let DeAndre Swift hook. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't enjoy today's video, hit that subscribe button down below. Hit that like button down below would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at notoriousfntsy. Check out my Patreon link in the video description or in the pinned comment for seven dollars and fifty cents a month. For I answer every single question on there and the DMs. I'm also going to be posting. Uh, rankings on there updated all the way before the one o'clock sunday game so make sure you guys check that out if you want love you guys all so much hit that like button hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed have a great one click on one of the videos on your screen as always guys i love you guys so much have a great one good boy